Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So it's Valentine's Day as we're recording and my children are taking Valentine's to their schools to or to their school. And uh, we were told, though, they can take Valentine's, but the candy is frowned upon. <laughs> Lofa. That's uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I mean, I know Brendan probably agrees with no candy, yeah. no sugar for this guy. Look at that. Brendan, guy. I am <laughs> our guest. Uh, welcome to the cold open, sir. Uh, candy. Are you frowning upon candy, Mr. Fitness? Nah, I mean, you, you got to have anything's good in moderation, you know, especially yeah. if you're a kid, you got so much energy. So I'm a candy guy. I don't necessarily like the hearts, you know, like the sweet sugary hearts and all that. The little I love you hearts, but yeah. you can't ever say no to chocolate, can you? Yeah. There you go. You're a kid. Yes. It's Valentine's Day. I mean, moderation. It only comes around once a year. Come on now. Every yeah, day but you Valentine's know, you got Day. you got Easter and you got Christmas, and then leading up oh, to yeah. Christmas, you know, you do Halloween. the whole tree and you're opening up one for the whole month. You're opening up one thing a day, or it's Hanukkah and Halloween. Like, there's so that's much a candy, good point. But, yeah, and then, and then, don't forget. Don't forget Friday and Saturday and then <laughs> there's Sunday too. And then there's like, you know, a random Monday. <laughs> I'm luckily not a big sweet guy. No, I, but, but I do. Yeah. Candy. Like when Chris, I mean, Halloween comes around. Mm. I like, the, I like the hard stuff. What's your <laughs> go-to? Sour Patch Kids. Give me the hard stuff. Sour Patch. Okay. And, and, and uh, Sour Skittles. Oh man. Love those Ooh, things. Oh yeah. I kind of go for the fruit flavored candies also, whether they're hard or the, chewier ones like starbursts Oof. i like some starbursts Taffies. you know what i really like candy i'm more of like a chocolate and nuts guy mm. but you know what got me was the gummy worms with chamoy and tahine so they're sweet oh. salty and spicy all at the same time oh. man they're doing some dangerous stuff with candy out there right now dk metcalf seahawk uh said in an interview that that's pretty much what he eats all day long is like candy and sugar Wow. Well, if he keeps doing that, he's going to look like his dad, Terrence Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> you played with Terrence, didn't you? I did play with Terrence. Terrence was a monster. Wow. In a good yeah. way. In a good wow. way. In a, compliment, in a complimentary way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, T-Mac. May we all uh, someday strive to look like any of you, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> should, should, we, should we start this show, talk some uh, big, big game, and wrap out our season, Lofa? Play the theme song, man. Take 12 if you want to run uncut. Yeah, unapologetic on the job. Yeah, and no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. It's the Take 12 Podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Thanks for joining us. I am Brett, that is Lofa, and we are joined on this episode by our very special guest, Brendan Ayanvadejo. Yay! NFL baller. You guys know Savage. him. Savage. Oh, yeah. Still, I mean, I would never wear sleeves if I had arms like that. I was going to say, <laughs> still not rocking sleeves, but I mean, I just... Forever no sleeves <laughs> on our man. Let's talk some fitness here. Uh, and, of course, we'll get into the big, big game and uh, wrap out our season. But 
first, let's chat about some wieners. Wiener schnitzel, to be exact. Uh, two locations in Western Washington, Everett and Fife. Go on in. They got a drive through, but you can also stop in and say hi to everybody there in person. Dom and the team, they've been our loyal sponsor all season. We really uh, appreciate them and their partnership and everything. And, and why wouldn't we? They make delicious corn dogs and chili dogs, chili burgers, a root beer float. I mean, even Brendan would tell you a cheat day every once in a while, everybody is okay. And especially at Wiener Schnitzel, right, Lofa? Huh? I think, I think it might be cheat meal. I don't know about cheat day. That, that, that's a long day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a lot of corn dogs if you're there all day. But, but Wiener Schnitzel is the spot if that's yeah. what you're looking for. Hell they yeah. got it all. Chili sauce, man. And also, meatball sandwiches right now. That's right. At uh, Wiener Schnitzel. And so protein if, and carb load. If you're not in Washington and you still want to go to Wiener Schnitzel, they have shrimp po'boys at other places. But wow. Listen. Oh. Washington goes meatball. Washington goes meatball. Okay. Thank you, for producer Katie. Uh, Brandon. Root beer flow? Are you root beer flow guy? Man, I grew up going to Wiener Schnitzel, the little pitch right. roof, you know, the roof, the pointy roof right yeah. there. I was like, man, how's anyone ever going to climb on that roof? They're not going you know. to, but yeah, chili dog <laughs> myself. But uh, nice. it's been Here a while. Yes. Well, go in and mention Take 12, uh, our podcast. You get a free small beverage with any other purchase. It's Wiener Schnitzel in Western Washington, Everett and Fife. Uh, Lofa, Brendan, big game this last weekend, of course. Uh, a Super Bowl for the ages it was shaping up to be. Back and forth game, very exciting. Lots of plays, fumble recoveries, punt returns, uh, long bombs, runs, I mean, hits. That game had every injuries, comebacks, players. I mean, Lofa, take it away. It was exciting i mean it was one of the best super bowls we've watched in recent years man um i was thoroughly impressed you know by both quarterback play you know i was a little let down by the defenses but i mean i guess it's really just shows you how good these two quarterbacks are and uh, like you said mahomes coming back from injury hurts answering every single touchdown that mahomes did when he had the opportunity it was uh man they showcased their talent and Either one of those guys could have won. You could have made an argument that Hurts got MVP even in a loss. But yeah. um, but man, what Mahomes has done in his first five years is incredible. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I was excited. I played in the first Super Bowl with two black head coaches, you know. Um, and so to see the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks yeah. and honor um Doug Williams as well. Prior to that Super Bowl, the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. But um, no, it was an amazing game. The quarterback play was great. The defense played when they had to play it was kind of like a bend kind of don't break but you know the Eagles defense did break but yeah just a lot of drama into the game halftime was dope with Rihanna um but yeah no nah, it was it was a great game it was an exciting game but you give um Andy Reid just time just to figure out what your team is doing then he started doing that little yo-yo and got yo two easy touchdowns off of that like he just figured it out. And that's just Andy Reid. That's what he does. And he had fun. He came out of the huddles and did some circuitry and showmanship. Like it's the biggest game, but they're still going to have fun and be true to how they play football. So um, Dave Tobe, special teams, almost had the first punt return for a touchdown. He had Devin Hester for a touchdown when we played Chicago and Indianapolis. He could have got a punt return for a touchdown too. He was super close, but it was an awesome game. You can't you can't ask for anything more out of a Super Bowl uh, game. Yeah, uh, let's get into it specifically. So, beginning of the game, Eagles come out and their offense is just clicking on all cylinders. When the game is done, 
Uh, Jalen ends up with what three rushing touchdowns, another one passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he snuck another one in there. Uh, but they were just they were on fire, and and they had the Chiefs right where they wanted them. And then I mean, Mahomes was even injured, uh, and then everything turned around. Lofa, at least the first half. Let's let's talk about the first half and the Eagles. I mean, they were just taking it to the Chiefs, and it looked like they had it, running away with it. Yeah, uh, I mean, they did. They went in ten, up ten, but. You know, that that fumble, you know, just, you know, allowed them to get back into the game. And uh, you, you can't give Mahomes any extra help. Mm-hmm. And um, but I did um, I was at Tulalip at the casino resort. We had a little party down there. And so there's a lot of people. And I did a pregame show and they asked me who was one of my favorites to watch or who's the guy I want to watch. And Nick Bolton was the guy I highlighted. And this is an under guy, you know, undersized guy, you know, like like myself. And uh and, you know, he didn't run a great 40 at the combine and everything. I think he went third round. Probably, you know, after seeing that performance, I think they would have taken him a little earlier because he's only in his second year. But he even had another one called back that they ruled it wasn't a catch. But um, thrilled for the kid. He was all over the place, eight or nine tackles, a touchdown. Um, he just always seems to make big plays. And, uh, and yeah, he he was giving them them hell on on defense. Um, but But the Eagles, man, just I think when they look back, that that one play, even though it didn't it didn't lose the game, it did shift momentum a bit because they were just rolling at the time. Yeah, the fumble, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Brandon, fly Eagles, fly in the first half, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the difference is that the Chiefs have all that experience, right? So yeah. the Chiefs have been there, been there before. They've been in these big right. games. The Eagles, they're pretty much a young team, and they don't have the experience. I've been on that same team. You know, the the year before we made this, actually. Um, when I was in Chicago and we lost the Super Bowl, it was kind of the same thing, kind of a younger team, a team that never experienced uh, that type of momentum uh, being, you know, that pressure being on top of you and being in that big of a game during the regular season. We've seen the Eagles come back and we've seen them come from behind and we've seen them crush teams, mm-hmm. but it's different in the Super Bowl. When you get behind the pressure is so much more than any other game. I'm sure you can ask Lofo about it as well, but the pressure is just so much more when you get behind in the Super Bowl, especially as the game gets later compared to other games. In other games, you always think, oh, we can come back, we can win. But in the Super Bowl, for some reason, you kind of shrink and you, you just don't know if you can come back. In the Chiefs, they knew that they could come back and win even in the biggest game. Yeah, and that's just yeah. experience. And that's what I saw happening is kind of the Eagles came out strong and just slowly just started to shrink as the game got bigger well, and the Chiefs got bigger. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say it almost seems like the the script was laid out perfectly. I mean, even the commentators in in the first half were saying, you know, you can't count out Mahomes. He's never out of it. You know, there's always a chance. And and even after he got injured, they were like, ah, there's still a chance. And and uh, he had a chance because it's, you know, the Super Bowl has the longest halftime. And I posed the question to producer Katie on the Monday after the uh, Sunday, I said, who really won the Super Bowl, the Chiefs or Rihanna? Because guys, <laughs> that halftime show, I mean, I'm I'm not like a big pop guy, you know, like I, I don't follow Rihanna or anything like that. I, if you said, oh, Rihanna's performance, I said, oh, okay, great, whatever. I take it or leave it. But I love that halftime show. Can we pause for a second and talk about the halftime show? I didn't even see it. I'm not going to lie. I was signing what? autographs and taking pictures. Ah, whatever, get out of here. I will say she had a lot of hits. If I could mute you, I would. I'd go straight to Brendan. (laughs) Let's let's send it to Brendan then. (laughs) Were you you watching the platforms and the dancers and all the stuff? Yeah, I mean, I was at a Super Bowl party, right? And I was at a party and there was like 300 people there. Okay. The the peak of the party was that, like, I was there to watch the game. Yeah. But, you know, there's 300 people there. It was probably 150 of them were women. 
And that was the loudest that that party got was at halftime. The peak of the night was halftime. Everybody saw that she was pregnant and then all the dancing and all that. And then she hasn't had an album out in forever. So everybody wants to see her and hear from her and, and all that. So um, it was it was a treat for us. I think it was great for the Super Bowl. I think it was great for the culture. There yeah. was nobody, you know, you're like, oh, where, is there going to be a cameo? Who else is going to come on? It was just Rihanna. And I thought it was deserving. So. She doesn't need anybody, man. She's the but shoot, even Aerosmith or everybody has somebody, yeah. right? Even oh, I mean, I'm saying look. had Dre and um i hear you and i'm not arguing with you i'm saying what I, I i realized that about halfway through three quarters way through also and especially at the end and i re- i thought to myself well i i love it i love it she's standing there on the platform she's pregnant she's in i mean imagine her view by the way at the end of that performance she's standing by herself on that platform suspended in the middle of that stadium and just taking her moment like this is me i'm it like, you know, I don't need anybody else. I, I thought it was powerful. It was awesome. I loved it. Lofa, you missed the whole the, thing? The expecting was great. No, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. And then you got to give something to everybody. It's the Super Bowl, right? It's like the biggest uh, watch thing in the world, right? So everybody there was there was 15 million that tuned in or something like that. 115 that tuned in for the game. An uh-huh. extra 3 million or 4 million tuned in for halftime as well. Oh, yeah. So, wow. no, I missed the show. But, yeah. hey, right on, man. I heard it was yeah. awesome. It was YouTube, Lofa, YouTube. Yeah, check it out, man. The, uh, it was really cool. Um, but so it was a super long halftime, which gave them times to uh, patch up Patty Mahomes because he came back out and he just, I mean, he had a second half for the ages, huh? I mean, like, what what goes on? You guys are both players. You guys both played in the biggest game. What goes on at halftime? Uh, and, and there is that extended uh, halftime because of the musical performances. So all that rolled into one, you both have been there. Um, and especially with guys who might've been banged up in the first half, what goes on at halftime? Brandon, I'll let you take this one first. Well, the pregame is twice as long and the halftime is twice as long. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was fortunate enough when I played in Chicago and we played in Indianapolis, it was Prince singing purple rain at halftime. We're dialed in and we're tuned in. So like I didn't, you know, I didn't participate in any of the fanfare. Like I, we're in the locker room and along, you just sit down, you relax, you do heat, you put some carbs into the system, and then you game plan, right? Um, when we're in Chicago, I'm sorry, when we're in Baltimore and we're playing the 49ers, it was Beyonce at halftime. So Terrell Suggs is out there looking and dancing to Beyonce <laughs> a lot looser. And we're up by a ton too. You know, yeah. we're up by couple touchdowns maybe 17 points or whatever then we came out at halftime and we scored another touchdown off a kickoff return from jacoby jones but um it was a lot looser in the ravens locker room um but i think i enjoyed that experience a lot more obviously we won the game versus losing the game but you just have a lot more time so you just kind of got to relax the thing I, i realized when i played in chicago is that I was toast before the game even started because I was hyped the whole pregame. Mm. Then we halftime, I was even more tired because I was hyped on the field and I was hyped at halftime. I'm like, man, just sit your butt down and relax. And that's what I did yeah. in my second. Well, but that uh, the the Super Bowl, the Niners Ravens one, there was a layoff in that one also because that's the power outage one also. And then the as well, right? One of two delays in that one. Well, I guess yeah, that was like a thirty-ish minute delay as well. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Lofa, what goes on at halftime at the Super Bowl, especially with uh, with Patty Patrick there? Well, I mean, they had well, to get you, treatment quick. Treatment. I mean, you do whatever it takes to get back on the field. Now, I'm not going to say they shot him up or whatever, but you <laughs> varsity blues style. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, Kilmer, shoot shoot that ankle up. 
Uh, that needle well, goes anywhere near his knee. You you find yourself another running back. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I tell you what, I mean, you know, whatever they did worked. He, I mean, he's an incredible competitor. Yeah, and I think that's just really what it comes down to because you know, I mean, he it looked like he broke his leg back in that championship game or, or you know a couple of weeks ago um, in divisional, whichever game it was in, and he came out and played fine in the championship. And then he had two weeks that he felt better. But then once it gets tweaked again, a high ankle, and you know, Brennan, that it feels like it's you're back to square one and you can barely, it just feels like you're walking on like a peg. Like you can't even feel your foot. That's how bad it is. You can't get on the yeah. toe. And then for him to pull off those gutsy scrambles, one, I was hoping he was going to get in the end zone on that that one towards the, the, the goal line. And then the other one where he just took off and, and got the first down. It was incredible. Um, just the will, the sheer willpower to – propel his team put him on his back and say hey let's go boys i got this yeah i mean he was in some pain man that guy he <laughs> he got landed on the back of both ankles really on that one yeah. uh in the first half there but yeah gutsy performance by him and uh you know brendan was talking about historic super bowl uh first black quarterback to win two patrick mahomes now so there's some history and i mean i guess we're just destined to watch him in nothing but commercials in every commercial now from now on because he's got the second one i thought i could get a reprieve if Jalen got the win but nope it's all pat mahomes and all state farm all the time from now on <laughs> people people love winners man yeah the kids do. a winner it's yeah. it's I, you can't say it enough it's it's unbelievable the pace he's on and and for them you know, they said they were going to retool. They, they lost everybody, you know, all of his weapons. And he's never had a consistent run game, you know. And so it's just like it's really all on his shoulders. Um, him, Kelsey, and Juju, uh, he, he stepped up big, you know, in, in the moment and, and made some plays. And, uh, and you know, they might have gotten some help from the officiating at the very end. All right, well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, uh, I didn't know if you wanted to go there now. Well, first, I was going to go Brother Bowl. Uh, Kelsey, the, the Chief Kelsey won. The Eagle Kelsey lost. The Chief Kelsey already had one. The Eagle Kelsey didn't have one. How do we feel about how it ended up for the brothers? He didn't have – he wasn't there on the uh, the seven team that won that they beat they the uh, – I think he beat the Patriots, yeah. So they both already yeah. have one? I think I they think both so. had one. There was no losers in this game. I mean, Bruce or Katie? No, you that's told it. Me you, know, that. you gotta check the script next time, me. really. You put in the script. I'm pretty positive they both have one, which is why it was kind of a, a no-lose situation uh, for, for the Kelsey family. We'll look and, it up. We'll look it up. But but being on the losing end, you know, it's tough. So mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, it's just it's you work your ass off to get to that game and you're thinking about it since you're a kid. And uh it is one of the most heartbreaking feelings, you know, that I've ever been through. And so now I'd like to throw it over to someone that's won it and tell us what it's all about. Brendan. Well, I mean, I have an L there as well. And I think, you know, the thing that I, the way that I felt about it is that the loss hurts more than the win feels good. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, so that I, loss that I had been carrying, you know, luckily I was able to avenge it, you know, like five years later or whatever, but yeah. just that loss. And you think about like all the times, like, oh, I lost the Little League championship. I lost the championship in high school. Like you carry all those losses, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I do think that, you know, those losses, when it's all said and done, not having been a Super Bowl champ, like I can at least erase those, but like just carrying that feeling, it, when you think about that loss, it stings more than, oh, I'm a Super Bowl champ. It's like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm a Super Bowl champ. But like you look for you're like, oh, I lost one. And like your energy goes down. Oh, and all yeah. Tears coming out of your eye and Brett's getting you a Kleenex, you know. So <laughs> um, 
For but yeah, sure. it's a great feeling to win it, especially like that day, that week, that month. And then all of a sudden there's the next one the next year and then there's somebody else the next year. So it, you know, it does, it does lead, it is fle- a fleeting feeling, but it's okay. something that no one will ever be able to take away from you. And especially that experience with the guys, the coaches, yeah. the families and all the stuff that you go through in that entire season, you remember those things. And, and maybe even the season before we're in an AFC championship, the season before against the Patriots and we lost, you know, off a missed field goal. Then the next year we're back in, in Foxborough. And then we won that game in Foxborough. And then just leading up to the divisional game, we had a bomb from Jacoby Jones and Joe Flacco. Yeah. And just thinking about just the path that we had to get there. Ray um, Ray Rice had like a – we had a fourth down conversion just to make the playoffs. It was like fourth and 26. Fourth and 20, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We win the game. So, like, yeah. it was like our destiny, but all the little miracles that had to happen for us to get there and a wild card team playing on the road – um actually you know what we weren't the wild card team but we we played just one home game against the Colts to get there and then the rest were on the road but um yeah no I I think you know even thinking back on the losses um when you lose one you still have all those little miracles to get there you just didn't finish it off right so yeah yeah. uh, Um, when when you guys house that that when Hester housed that kick I was like oh it's it's on like this defense uh, you know (laughs) against a, a prolific offense I was like this is like what as a football fan outside of being a player, you're like, this is what you live for. And so I was, man, I, I remember that game. That was, that was uh, wild. Jason Kelsey does have a Super Bowl. He already, he already did have one. So they, the Kelsey brothers both already had one. And the yeah, brothers both have a Super Bowl ring too. My brother won on the uh, 2000 Ravens yeah. team. So nice. We got yes. In our, in our lineage as well. Not just wow. the Kelsey boys. You got so the, they got a lot the Mannings best. both got rings. That's yeah. Amazing. All right. Nice. Um, well, hey, so Lofa, I mean, you were, you brought it up, but the end of the game there, I mean, one of the best games I've ever seen back and forth, all of that. I mean, I don't know if it necessarily would have changed the outcome. Eagles would have got the ball back with definitely some more time left and you can't count out Jalen and you never know what would have happened, but they, they made the call. I'm sure you're going to tell me you hate it. I hate it too. I thought it was a limp way to end a great game and it just sort of took the air out of the end of it and it was kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it was just – it was over at that point. I mean, they're just going to kick a, a chip shot field goal with a great kicker. Uh, but yeah. it's just third and eight, you know, and the ball, it wasn't sufficient enough. It, you know, I get it. It's a hold to hold, right? You know, you got to call it. But third and eight, that that time time left on the clock for Hurts and the Eagles to come back, It's it was just – it was a sad way to end it. And because if you don't call that, they no one's sitting anyway. <laughs> they kicking anyways, and yeah. no one's sitting here like, "Oh, well, that should have been a whole." Yeah, people like fans will you know cry about that, but I mean, it's not going to be. It's all over TV right now. It's all over. It's all I've been seeing on TV yeah. is like, "Oh, why'd they call the hold?" And so I just thought, and I think the more interesting fact is, I was watching one of the Sports Center shows, and not one other hold was called in the game. No. So that was the only hold call. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you go back and watch the Super Bowl from last year, a lot of people are throwing this little clip out on Twitter that last year's Super Bowl, there was a little suspect call over the middle against the Bengals in the Rams game in a very similar situation that allowed the Rams to get a first down and then go ahead and win. Logan Wilson. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people crying a, a little more foul than just like a ticky tack call but uh, you know that's for internet conspirists uh, uh brendan i was more upset about that one to yeah be honest okay because, because uh, logan wilson had phenomenal coverage on, on cooper cup and yeah. you know that's just a situation where 
uh, all-star wide receiver is going to get a call on a linebacker. That's yeah. just how it's going to go. Yeah, similar situation. Brendan, uh, the call in this one, or or you could take them both if you want. Yeah, I mean, we've seen worse PIs not called. We've sure. seen, like, clear PIs not called in games before, and then, you know, all of a sudden the owners were like, oh, do we want to start reviewing PI, which would have been kind of and a slippery slope, right? So weird for a season. Um, Remember that? I, I would like to see have seen Jalen Hurts get one more chance, but – at the end of the game, I kind of saw everything I needed to see on the last play where Jalen couldn't even throw the football. He slipped. Yeah. Oh, did he slip? I didn't see that he slipped because I I'm know he had get some shoulder stuff. But, yeah. but oh, you're kidding, right? But no. No, I'm saying he slipped. It looked like his left leg kind of – Yeah. So there was – Yeah. Like, I'm looking at his arm because I'm like, okay, let's see, like, what's really up with the shoulder. And you. so, based on what I saw, I didn't see a slip, but maybe he did, right? Um, but based on what I saw, he couldn't even barely throw the ball down the field by the end of the game. So if he did slip, that would make sense. But I would have liked to see Jalen Hurts get one more opportunity um, yeah. to, try, to try to win the game and see what the uh, Kansas City defense would have done. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, there's so many plays throughout a game that yeah. it's hard to just single, yeah, sing, uh, or single out one play to say that this you, cost them. You know, it was surprising to me, Brennan, because they were backed up late in the, I think it was the third or, or early fourth. And third and two they had always you know ran the ball or you know tried to get to fourth and one even if it's fourth and one we'll do the qb sneak and they chose a drop back pass and pressure got there he rolled out went to the left and kind of overthrew it and uh i was just like that was odd that they they changed you know what they were what was working you know just uh one time and maybe it was because they were backed up you know thought they might have an opportunity as a shot the shot yeah. play but um yeah, man, that that was the one, the one drive that kind of stalled. That kind of like was like, right. oh, here, here goes the now Mahomes show. You get you get under pressure, and then you start to change what you do. Why would you change what you do? But there was a pass earlier in the game. I think it was either the first or second quarter to AJ Brown, um, and it wasn't a good pass. And he threw it, and AJ Brown just made a really good play. And the DB didn't make that good of a play, but it wasn't that good of a ball. It was yeah. it should be 50, 50 balls what it should have been, but the DB just really misplayed it right. AJ, yeah. Uh, for Kansas City on the sideline, what the hell? Like, this, this is a normal ball, right? It's not even a good pass. Yeah. But uh, AJ Brown pulls it in and scores a touchdown. He so I'm like, oh, his... in. He and faked... that was early in the game. Yeah, he faked in to get the DB to, like, turn. Like, oh, it's underthrown. And then he he swam over. It was just a beautiful adjustment, but, but it was not a great ball, like, like oh, Brennan said. Right there. And then bet some bad DB play, so – when I saw that play, I'm like, hmm, he's, his arm's not – you know, he's not throwing these spectacular passes. He's got great receivers, gotcha. though. But So I was, that's why I wanted to see him later in the game to see what he was going to do. How about the uh, – speaking of slippage and stuff, what about the field? I mean, they keep having Super Bowls there in Arizona. They complain about the field every time. And then this time they said on the broadcast that the entire field was painted, not just the end zones. But So I'm assuming they're painting it green to make yeah. it look good on TV. But it looked like a hockey rink out there for the players. Yeah, they were slipping everywhere. Even um, Pacheco in his celebration, like almost hurt himself. That's what it looked like. But um, and I think I'm gonna go back and look and, and send you guys the the hurts because he yeah the the big windup just to throw it like 25 yards was kind of a letdown. And yeah. I know it's not the way he wanted, but it looked like his front his plant leg kind of slipped. Well, the kicker so, slipped on a kickoff. He you know they almost rolled his yeah. ankle. I mean everybody was slipping and sliding out there. You That's gotta wear bad. the right cleats. Or him, you know um but the thing about arizona is it is a dome and it's a grass field inside of a dome so that field goes in and out 
And so when, you know, when you have fields that are, you know, coming in and out, like that grass needs to sit there and it needs to like grow down, you know, obviously they're trimming it up, but it, the grass needs to have roots. Sure. Otherwise, the, the you know, you're just going to go right through it. So it must have been a newer field or, you know, not, you know, the grass hadn't grown in and kind of grew its roots into into the dirt. But, um, yeah, it's too bad because you want to play on a fast, beautiful field. And well, it um, just, I mean, I, yeah. California and Florida have the best grass fields. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that to Bermuda me. Grass. I'm just that a Bermuda. fan, you know, I, if little, I didn't play or anything, but I'm just a fan sitting at home going, why wouldn't you want your championship game played on the best field possible so that you get the best teams going at it on the most? I mean, I know they're That's both playing. Facilities. They're both playing on a facilities. slippery field, so it's, it is an yeah. even playing field, so to speak. But I yeah. just, you would, you, you'd think you want to showcase your game in a, I mean, come on, NFL. You, they make so much money, they could figure that out. I mean, it looked yeah. pretty, but it was painted. <laughs> they yeah. just did the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, they just didn't. You know, it's logistics. It's it's the obviously you don't want to shit on the maintenance crew because they work so hard no, to do everything. Yeah, they're trying the best they can. I'm sure. Just like when the power went out in our game, it's like it's not anybody's fault. It's just a mess. Things happen, happens, you know. Yeah. I don't know about the nip slip when you had this. You know, the nip slip in the Super Bowl. <laughs> now that's different. You know, that's that was you know. Oh man, gone are those days where anyone would care anyway. You got LeBron dropping the f bomb in his speech. You got people. I mean, nobody cares anymore anyway. A nip slip would be like, would that even register if that happened these days? I don't know. Producer Katie shaking her head like it would. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, overall, though, you guys feel like we got the right Super Bowl champion out of this season? Yeah, I mean, it was. You you play that game nine out of ten times, maybe maybe the uh, the Eagles win win one, but it was uh, it just to come down to the experience that, that that Brandon mentioned is just it didn't matter what happened, like the Chiefs believed, and that that's what happens when you're used to that moment. And um, but I think the Eagles they they're you know they can they can come back and, and make a a nice little run here of uh, being a, a regular at this game and at least in the championship round so uh, the last thing i actually forgot to ask was or mention is uh, Andy Reid we should talk about Andy Reid got another one everybody loves Andy Reid i i think for the most part uh Brendan i asked Lofa before if he had an Andy Reid story do you have an Andy Reid story Man, I, I don't have an Andy Reid story, but he's like one of those coaches where he's like a lineage coach. Yeah. And so, um, his understudy was John Harbaugh. And so Harbaugh was my coach in Baltimore. So sure. he always loved Andy Reid. If you're always talking about kind of the coach that brought you up and you came under his kind of coaching tree, um, then it shows a lot of respect. So and then even Dave Tobe, which was my special teams coach in Chicago, he's now with Andy Reid. So it just says a lot about Andy Reid's character that he could lead such mighty men like Dave Harbaugh, I'm sorry, like uh, John Harbaugh and Dave Tobe, but he would always talk about them. Um, and so, and then they've had success. A lot of coaches that have coached under um, Coach Andy Reid have had success. And we'll see, you know, what's going to happen with the enemy. That'll be very interesting. But um, I, yeah. I think it's a respect thing. He couldn't get the championship with the Eagles. It's crazy that yeah. he was all these championship games. He, he was at such a high level, better than most coaches. And then they let him go. And then he goes to Kansas City where they're like, oh, man, we'll take him. And then he goes and wins a couple of championships. And honestly, I don't know if he would have won those championships in Philly, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he had to leave to yeah. get those championships, but I'm so happy teams, for him. man, with Donovan and, and all yeah. that, too. Yeah, go ahead, and, Lofa. And there's a lot of talk. He said he has a decision to make. And um, so, he, you know, he's thinking about stepping away. And I think 
he probably would only step away if if he knows Bianami's going to get his chance because Bianami's been on all these interviews all every year after year his name gets floated and does you know one two interviews with the team and then doesn't get the job so um and I think you know for for Reed if he is I'm sure he's content with his coaching career you know but it, it's just I know it's got to be tough to like finally have everything set up the way he always envisioned and then like but either way, you're going out on top if you leave with the Super Bowl ring, and you know your team's in good hands if, if they do let the enemy take over because he's been the offense coordinator for the last several years anyways, and so a lot of success is. It's Reed's system, but also play calling and everything going through the um, enemy. So I think they're in good hands either way, and uh, I really – Patrick Mahomes, man, the I can't say it enough. Uh, just injured doesn't matter. Like if he's out there and there's time on the clock, you're in trouble. And uh, well, so, what what they'll be able to do, it, it's all based around. And that this is why all other organizations chase that coveted quarterback, that that one guy that can, no matter what, you're still in the game. Uh, because you know, other than Tom Brady, you know, Holmes might have two more. You know, yeah. if he didn't lose to him and, and Burrow. Like we might have seen Mahomes in two more Super Bowls. Yeah, well, I much respect for Andy Reid as a coach. I like him as a coach, but I love him as an actor. So if he steps away, hopefully we can yeah. see some more of him in those State Farm commercials, also because he's fantastic. Um, that's that wraps it up for the game, Lofa. Uh, not only do we want to have Brendan on this episode to talk some ball, of course, but we wanted to talk some some muscle as well and some fitness. And we're going into the off season, everybody. And let's not forget. There are no off seasons, just like there's no IN team. Lofa, you you two guys want to talk some fitness, and I'll just hang out. What what are what are we what are we what's the routine? You, Brendan, That's, Lofa, both of you, I, you guys help me out, help everybody listening out. What what should we be doing, and where are we going? That's what I wanted to do more for the listeners because I've been learning a lot from him the last. I mean, my whole life, you know, always looked up to Brendan, and um, I mean, even just going through the bio and. I think it was eight teams you were on before you finally got your chance with the Dolphins, you know, in the uh, NFL, XFL, CFL. And, you know, wow. so like what he's overcome, you know, the odds year in and year out to to make it. And then because everybody, they always they look back, they just see, you know, all the Pro Bowls, uh, Super Bowl champ, all pro. But they don't realize the grind it took. And then. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just starting to understand the the health and wellness since, you know, I've post-career finding my best health and uh, and fitness. So I wanted to bring you on for the listeners also. And just you can give us any any tips or points that you would start, because a lot of people start. They go to the gym when their New Year's resolution, they do like three workouts a day. And all, <laughs> but it starts right. with nutrition, correct? And yeah, so- I mean- yeah, you're, you're right, Lofa. It's like there's nutrition, there's sleep, and then there's workout, you know, after that, you know. But I think, you know, if the nutrition's dialed in and the sleep is dialed in, then that's really where you want to start. And then the workout's really the third thing that you dial in. But nutrition is probably first, you know. And people forget that it's a marathon. Like you said, the resolutioners, oh, I'm working out three times a day. No, we need to get you working out for three years straight, three months straight. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to start with the big start with the small, right? Let's go three days. Let's go three weeks. Let's go three months, but it's not three times in one day. So you got to think marathon, not sprint and longevity. So not just killing yourself. Let's do a little something every day instead of going hard one day, then taking two or three, four days off. Let's just do a little bit something every single day. And then you start to see that um, nurture starts to override nature. 
and then you can nurture your body in the right way. And then you can be here for a long time. You know what? Is there, oh, 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 I was no, going to say, uh, just because uh, I was an actor or I am an actor. Am I still an actor, Katie? You're definitely I am. I'm just not actor. on anything right now. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so my going to the gym is like, you know, I do some curls, you know, I'm doing the actor workout, you know, some cardio, some curls, things like that. Now, and I'm getting older, I'm, I just want to play games and sports and stuff like that, especially if my kids are starting to play sports. So I, I'm coaching. I get out there and run around with them. And so I, my little non-athlete tip for anyone out there who just wants to kind of get, start getting moving and stuff, especially if you got kids, just start playing their sports with them. If they want to play basketball, start playing with them. It gets you moving. You're going to be sore as hell, but it'll get you moving and you sign up for that gym membership down the road. Go ahead, Lofa. Yeah. Okay. From, from a nutrition aspect, is there anything particular you do or things you stay away from? Um, just, just kind of take us down that road. Yeah, it's a long list. And Brett, that's a great point. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. Like if your kid's playing flag football, go out there and play catch. Yes. If your daughter's playing softball, go out there and throw some, you know, throw, throw the rock around with yep, her, you know? So exactly. um, from a nutrition standpoint, nutrition's highly personal and it's, it's very different for everybody. Broccoli could be bad for me, which you think broccoli is good for you, but broccoli could be bad for me and it could be great for you, Lofa. So oh, wow. that's on a more technical side and that's what's in your gut and what's in your stomach. But I think just the common simple things you do kind of want to stay, stay away from is artificials, preservatives, um, fake sugars, things like that, uh, refined sugars. So you want to eat as natural as possible. And that's kind of just a good place to start. Then also like when you look at your macronutrients, like how much fat, protein and carbohydrates are you taking in? You want kind of a balanced approach to that. So the carbs will kind of be the most, and then the protein and the fat will kind of be balanced in whether that's a 40, 30, 30, or whatever that split ends up being. It's a little bit different from everybody, but you want to eat natural foods. You want to eat whole foods. You want to eat, you know, you want to try to cook your foods as much as you can, um, opposed to eating out. Cause you don't, you don't know what's going into what the meals. The, what are the, I was going to, I started uh, zoom. I think is, uh, it sounds like I cut you off. I'm sorry, but, um, where are the places people could go to, uh, that are the most natural of the places you can go to? Like, is it a Chipotle or something like that at all? You, you know, what's funny is the more specialized the restaurant, the higher the quality of the food is. Hmm. So like a Chipotle, even though it's owned by McDonald's, they have their own farms. It's actually decent compared to going to some of the other places. Hmm. Even a Chipotle is better than, you know, say going to somewhere that has a lot of different varieties and stuff like that because they have better chickens, hmm. you know? So yeah, if I want fast food, I do, I do go to Chipotle and you know, I'll get a, a chicken salad or I'll get rice, but I can also make those meals. I can go to Whole Foods yeah. and I can put make them together as well with the salads and the proteins and all that stuff. But yeah, I honestly, like I eat as clean as I can for the fast life that I live. But like, if I need to go to um, Chick-fil-A and, and eat the chicken, you know, then I'll go and I'll eat the that. chicken and yeah. like, I'll enjoy my food too. So I might get one grilled chicken breast and then I might get one regular Chick-fil-A chicken breast. Um, and then throw it on a salad and then I have, you know, plenty of protein. I'm getting two whole chicken breasts, you know, about 25 ish grams of protein in a chicken breast. So, um, and then, you know, if my kids are with me and we get fries, I might eat one or two fries and they'll eat the rest of the fries, but I I do want to enjoy my food, but I also just try to limit, um, the amount of bad food that I'm taking in. And and that's the moderation you spoke of when we first talked. And so, uh, yeah, so long story short, I saw, I mean, I've been following my man for you know years now and he's just, insanely shredded for all our <laughs> listeners that can't see yeah insanely shredded and so i finally just you know got up the guts i was he's like all right. DMs. i was like all right bro what's what do i need to do and he's so like he hey man i saw your physique what's <laughs> up? 
I think it was I, I replied on one of his uh, his posts. I said, "Hey, do you have to do abs to get abs?" <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> and then so started the dialogue there, and then I hit him up, and I was like, "All right, what do I got to do?" And then he said, "We got to reset the system." So he just currently put me through a three day fast of tea, coffee, um, bone broth, three bone days, broth. no solids, and and I did it. And I lost like six, seven pounds. I went from 235-ish down to 228 was the final after the third day. And and I, I think I see some abs coming in. So <laughs> thank you, my man. Um, yeah. But the beautiful what, was though, he's like, oh, this sucks. Like the first or second day. Then he got into the third or fourth day. He's like, oh, I feel good. That I feel good. I'm like, yeah, now you're starting to tap in right yeah. now. The mental clarity that comes once you break past that 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 hunger the pains like on that first day it's insane and the energy that kicks in it's um so i'm thinking about toying with doing it maybe once a quarter but it was uh, an incredible reset and and it's really it's changed my perspective on my relationship with food mm, and you know right. even in just three short days and you know i'm opting for the healthier choice because i know the good stuff that I put in is going to be more productive, you know, in the long run. I find and then the good thing that Lofa did too was portion control coming out of it. Right. So he didn't want to just, Oh, okay. I'm going to do a three day fast and just eat everything I was eating before. So we talked about, okay, what's your next meal? What's the first thing you're going to eat? And he's like, Oh, instead of eating, you know, the 12 or the 16 ounce filet, he's like, I'm going to get an eight ounce filet and then I'm going to cut down on the other portions as well. So what they say helps you cut down on your portions is just having smaller plates and smaller bowls. But I do, I, I do want to feel hungry every single day. I'm not obviously I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 205 pounds, 210 pounds. I'm not hungry. I'm not starving, but I feel like I am. And it's really yeah, it's yeah. your gut telling you, oh, you're starving. You have to eat, but you're really not even hungry. You're not missing out on any nutrients. You just need to eat smaller. So I went from, you know, 225 ish down to 205, 210. I needed to eat like a 205 pound person. If you're 260 and you want to be 200 pounds, you have to eat like a 200 pound person eats. So you have to change the amount of calories that you're taking in. And so I had to operate at a deficit until I got to the weight that I wanted to. And then I, once I got to that weight, then I eat that amount for a 205 pound person. So I'm not operating at a deficit anymore. I'm just at homeostasis. It becomes your normal. Yeah. Well, full ketosis, man, which is the name of my new ska band, actually. (laughs) Full ketosis. Look for us coming soon. We're going to play Coachella this year, Katie. Uh, Brendan, is this, and I was going to ask you kind of what you're up to now. Is this what you're doing now? Are you fitness? Are you training people? Are you coming out with DVDs? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I have a, a DVD, my 24 day shred. No, I'm kidding. Uh, DVD, right? You <laughs> a know, DVD. I was, Can you I was imagine? Track, it was a DVD. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, I own and operate 55 Orange Theory Fitness locations pretty much in California. Cool. Uh, so it's high intensity interval training that's heart rate based. So we want to work smarter, not harder, but not under either. We want to yeah. work you just right in the right zone. So if you work in the right zone, then you can burn fat into the future. So um, that takes a little bit of high intensity interval training. So luckily we have the heart rate monitors. We have the technology to monitor all that stuff. And it's cool. backed by go. science. See, so that's what I do now. Orange you can but, get um, back I, in. Orange Theory is amazing. They won't let producer Katie back at Orange Theory because she sweats too much. That's a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a personal thing. That's but, never been a problem. See, that's never been a problem. Now you're talking to the owner, Katie. We can get, <laughs> Brendan, can we get producer Katie a membership? She's let's gonna, get her in. Let's, all right. Let's get her. How about me? Come on. Brendan said. At the end of the day, it's like, I love fitness. I love health, longevity, wellness. And then even from an aesthetical standpoint as well, you know, like I want to look young, but more, most importantly, I want to feel good. And I want to live a long, energetic life and play with my kids and my grandkids that I have one day. 
Um, so I try to do all the measures that I can take. And the hardest decisions that you're going to make in your fitness is, are the decisions that you make most frequently. Mm. It's like, oh, am I going to drive my car 100 miles into a wall because you're going to die? But what you put in your mouth every single day, your two to three meals a day, maybe some people eat six meals a day. Those will be the hardest decisions you make. The things that you do most frequently are the hardest things to change those habits. Well, and yeah. this this whole thing right now, I mean, it's happening right now, but it also is the future. Also, this anti-aging and sort of reverse aging stuff. And there's a lot going on, a lot of research going on. It's fun, fun. Interesting. I'm here soon. Yeah. I'm here soon. Yeah. I'm not going to live long enough to be able to reap the benefits no, you, of it. I but think- you're on the cutting edge. You're one of the pioneers. My pioneer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like we could talk to you all day and on an episode where we don't have the Super Bowl to uh, wrap up, I'll ask you our list of questions that we usually ask our former ballers that join us, but we're kind of out of time, Lofa. Unless there's right. anything else on, I on could ask episode. him more health questions, you know, but I was just, no, I'll I just know. keep DMing him. Okay. <laughs> this, this, this is my new life coach. This is my new life coach. <laughs> I love it. Um, so this is our last episode of this season, Lofa. Uh, shout out to everyone f- for listening. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who sent in emails and hit us up on social medias. Lofa, your social media, just Twitter alone. I, you went from like 3,000 to almost 10 in one season, so... You want to talk to all your new followers and say something to the listeners out there? I, I just want to say thank you. Uh, incredibly grateful for, for every single one of you um, and all our sponsors. This show wouldn't be possible without that. So thank you so much. And, uh, and yeah, man, uh, it's, you know, it's always a sad time for me. I don't know if it's the same way for you, Brennan. When football ends, like when the Super Bowl is over, I just get kind of sad. But I, I wait for, like, free agency and uh, and the, the draft to ramp up. That's when I get really excited about football again. But, you know, so it's been an incredible season, our third season. It sent us to Germany uh, yeah, on a man. trip, which we'll be, we'll, we'll be doing. A little preview for next year. We'll be doing a couple road trips. Uh, yes. You know, so hopefully maybe join us in one of them, uh, Brendan. Yeah, check and, our uh, – well, here, I'll t- – to check our social media, everybody. We're announcing our four. We're taking four trips next year to four away games. Uh, so check the Seahawks away schedule. We don't have the dates yet, of course, but we'll no. be announcing everything. And we know the cities, all right. Media. We know the cities. It's Nashville. We're gonna go to Nashville. We're gonna go to L.A. We're gonna go to New York. And what was the fourth one? Dallas. Dallas. That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah, check we'll it out. We'll see you in L.A. We're taking those trips and and uh, yeah, just thank you to EpicSeats.com. Everybody, you guys can still use them. The promo code still works. It's Take Twelve. They give you an extra twelve dollars when you're selling your tickets through them. If you mention Take Twelve, and you get twelve percent off when you spend a hundred. It's EpicSeats.com. Shout out to uh, BetOnline.ag. UFC and MMA still going on. NBA is on. NHL is on. Plenty of things to wager on. It's BetOnline.ag. The promo code is. Take 12? No, Believe. Oh, I got lost. You always <laughs> change it all on season. Me. Believe, spelled our way, B-L-E-A-V. Believe 50. Believe 50. Wiener Schnitzel, Fit My Foot. Who else, Katie? Come on, we got to get Heritage all in distilling there. Heritage company. Distilling. Um, yeah. I think that's it, right? I think that's I think it. We, Is that it? Do we I think we got them all. Yeah. Zone yeah. in? All right, we're, we're breaking it down. Sorry, so, Brennan, hand in the air. You can break it down to whatever you want. No, maybe not your college team. Please don't do that to me. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But whatever the linebackers broke it down to or whatever you guys broke it down to, Vec, you know, so whatever you want on three. All right, let's do it. Let's do It's Valentine's Day, right? So Mm -hmm. there you go. Let's just do love or let's do family on three. We'll do family on three, okay? Yeah. 
Family on three, family on me. One, two, three, family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.